Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. All right, adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we cover all of the exciting lore about the games from the Elder Scrolls. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here as usual with my Wonderful co-host, the Lotus of the Doom. Welcome. Hello. Welcome, Lotus. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I, I was talking to you a little bit in the pre-show. Very, very dry in my neck of the woods. So uh, yeah, and I'm your trying to prevent too. myself from going hoarse on the actual show. <laughs> yes, yes. And we are in the middle of recording this while the Game Awards is on, which is, of course, wonderful timing on our part. But you know what? We had this time slot first. Gosh darn it. Yeah, game they're, awards work around us. Yeah, they're they're encroaching on our time slot. Doesn't matter if you've got four hundred freaking thousand people watching your show, and we've got I don't know twenty watching us. Yeah, right and now. we're covering one topic and not uh, <laughs> two hundred and seventy six. Yeah, like yeah. but just because we only have twenty people listening watching <laughs> us live doesn't we have many more listening later? So there. So there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 I'm sure nobody watches reruns of the game awards that are still top. Uh, yeah. We should probably move on and, yeah. and anyway, so, <laughs> not uh, speak any more of that until we get something <laughs> of you. Well, um, so while we're doing this, we might get a Bethesda announcement. And if that does come up, then we might actually switch over and talk about whatever the Bethesda announcement is, because it might be Elder Scrolls Online. It might be Starfield. Um, but this episode, we are continuing to talking about some of the most interesting characters in Skyrim. And today, friends, we are going to be covering one of the most popular characters in Skyrim. Last week, one of the not as popular characters who we think deserves some more recognition. This week, we're changing, changing it up. We're going with Ayla the Huntress. And at this point, you've probably seen more cosplayers as Ayla the Huntress on Twitter than you have actually Ayla, Ayla the Huntress in Skyrim, but we figured she needed to, you know, get get some credit where credit was due. She's very recognizable as well. So that's that's another thing, I guess, if you're going to be cosplaying. Um, she she's she's got a very noteworthy character model slash setup to her. Um, so so I, I a pretty good character to choose if you're going for something like instantly recognizable from the series, even though she is main character ish just not like you know she, she matters quite a bit to the, the the companions right right and i think she's recognizable mostly because she has those three lines across her face she's she's got the you know the cool looking armor and it's a cross between the you know the leather and hide look yep. plus the metallic um and it's it's actually like an ancient nord uh like iron kind of setup she's got going with the the pauldrons and the um the bracers on her on her arms and then also on her on her hips too 
Um, yeah. And then uh, Rob, the princess in chat says, you mean that she's hot? And of course, yes, she's also she's also. Yeah, attract- I was going to say she's that is also lady. one of the noticeable parts. I'm sure <laughs> I don't use mods, but I'm sure there's 200 million of them just for Alia the Huntress. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, go to the Nexus mod site, type in Alia the Huntress and you'll find two million <laughs> of those. It's a whole site. <laughs> yep, yep. All the physics mods for the bouncy bits and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about her character and the situations uh, and things that she she is involved with. And uh, like Lotus mentioned, she is one of the companions. She is a companion. And of course, we've talked about the companions before. That also means that she is a Nord and a werewolf. Which is fun. Now, Lotus, yes. did you get into the whole werewolf thing in Skyrim? So, to the shock of no one, um, uh, only to the extent that I needed to do so for my achievement. Uh, <laughs> I actually... Oh, so, I really enjoy the werewolf transformation in Elder Scrolls Online. In Skyrim... I was not the biggest. I didn't dislike being a werewolf. Um, I was fine with kind of them introducing it to you. By the way, we might want to mention this will straight up spoil the companions quest line. Uh, there's oh, yes. really no way around that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I feel like we almost should have said, if you didn't know they were werewolves, surprise, they're surprise. werewolves. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, um, it is a lore cast, so... Yes. E- and Spoilers. yeah, so apologies On if a 10-year-old the 10-year-old game. side quest is spoiled. Uh, we, we could always give a better one at the beginning. Whatever. She, um, but the the werewolf transformation is, is whatever. But the reason I'm not a big fan of it in Elder Scrolls Skyrim is that it's just... It's great for combat stuff, I guess. But since you can become overpowered in so many different ways, and it's a little less just overtly combat, 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 kind of like a lot of ESO can be. Um, Sneaking is an option. You can do magic and stuff like that. I've just never found that having the extra clunkiness of being a werewolf and needing to constantly be essentially disemboweling and eating uh, (laughs) the people you kill to, to stay in that form. It's more work to keep it going than the value of actually being a werewolf. So usually I kind of get it from being inducted into the companions, get whatever achievement out of it, and then kind of just dump it. Being a werewolf is not super my thing in this one. Yeah. You know, um, from my perspective, and I guess also to no surprise of anyone who listens to the show, uh, from the very start playing through the companions quest line, I was a little, uh, I mean, I always, there's always a tinge of role play to my playthroughs and I was always a little hesitant to dive too deeply into committing to that life path <laughs> to like, okay, I'm yeah. Sign me up her scene. Yeah. I'm on board. Doing it. I'm on board. Yeah. Like, mm, no, not really. Um, yeah, so I didn't I didn't really go fully into it. And of course, I wasn't chasing the, uh, you know, all the all the um, uh, achievements like you were. So, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say filling out that tree takes a lot of consuming corpses. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. So um, but yeah, so but she still is an interesting character. And we're going to get into some of the details here. Now, one of the things that makes her so interesting is that she is one of the uh, five members of the circle. So, of course, more spoilers here. Who is the circle? Well, there's the companions, but there is 
the circle and the circle are the like highest order of the companions they are the advisors and this is a group that was named after Isgrimor's circle of captains and the companions of course were named after Isgrimor's original uh 500 companions right this is, that was mm -hmm. the number 500 yep. just pulling this off the top of my head because i didn't have the actual number no, no in front you're right of me, you're right 500 companions it's one of those things that i'm like i know this and then i'm like wait a minute i'm I know i'm saying it did i get the number right <laughs> you know how this goes you just memorize things and then you wait well, you say it right and you're like wait like a minute the, how many steps no. wait wait a minute was that the right number yeah yeah so of, these things are all modeled after Nord history, and so the circle, of course, is modeled after Nord history as well. So she's, of course, one of that group. And you can hear her talking with the other members of the circle in much of the conversations that happen. She's constantly having conversations with these other members, and she's kind of one of the younger, newer members. So she's like, the, I, I get the sense that in a lot of these conversations, she's kind of, I don't know, looking over her shoulder a little bit. Like there's conversations like, um, hey, we've seen that you've uh, been going out at night. Now, like Skior, I'm going to have to do funny accents for some of these names. You know, Skior says things like, uh, like, uh, ah, perfect. Hey, we've been noticing. Swedish chef returns. Yeah, we've been noticing you've been going out late at night. And she's like, what's it to you? That you, you've been watching what I'm doing and he's like, oh, no, we just you know, just this thing la, 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 la. And then they like they have a conversation. She gets all defensive, you know, like, you know, like why what what is what's that matter to you? You know that these kinds of things um, But there's that like she's she's kind of this rough lady who's like standing up for herself trying to make Find her place in the in the group and you, you get a sense of that, right? Do you feel that way about her as a character? Yes, uh, definitely and she she also um, her character definitely has a little more of an intimidating presence, I guess you'd go with, uh, compared to some of the other ones. She feels like um, her character, at least from my perspective, she definitely gives the impression that it, she's not to be trifled with compared to some of the, the other, like, whelps or whatever you want to call them, like, in the guild. Right, right. It's like, yeah, all right, she's been around long enough that it's like, yeah, you're probably not going to pull anything over on her too quickly, so... Yes, yes. She gives that she gives you the sense of like, don't mess with me. I'm not to be trifled with, um, which is interesting because she's early on. She's very off putting <laughs> in that. Like, like, yeah, who are you? You're one of the newbies. Yeah. You learn your place. Very standoffish. Very standoffish. Um, um, as things it, develop, though, she becomes one of the quest givers, and she's uh, she's one of the main radiant quest givers. Yep. And you have to go through those quest lines in order to go further in the the guild. Um, to the point where once you finish all the quest lines, and you've actually played out the main storylines with the guild, which we're not going to go into all the details with this. Stuff. No, we certainly can, not. We could leave that for another episode. Um, but by doing that and proving yourself to the group and if you decide to stay as a werewolf you get the option of converting back to a human and no longer being a werewolf but if you decide to stay as a werewolf you complete the main quest lines then things open up and she becomes a romantic option she one right. she can become a companion to you not just one of the companions but your Double personal companion. companion to travel with you but two she becomes marriage material. So she goes yeah. from being somebody who's like this completely standoffish, like, don't mess with me, learn your place, like it's very cold to being romanceable, which is kind of this interesting flip. 
So here's my first question. Have you ever had a playthrough where you have romance? Uh, Halo of the Huntress. I personally haven't because okay, damn I've, it, I've I haven't gone, either. So that's why. Yeah, I've not gone. I've not gone down that route. Um, but I, th- but I think a lot of people have because I, yeah, I think they do too. <laughs> because people, one, she's like we mentioned before, she's an attractive character. But two, she's also like formidable. Yeah. She seems like a good combat companion as opposed to my friendly mud crab that I was talking about last episode. Like probably going to be a little more concerned about running into Ayla than I am going to be running into the Dwemer mud crab. (laughs) Right, right, right. So here, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. She is um, interesting from a stat perspective as well, because she is uh, capable with so many different abilities and things. She has, she has a, a very high health pool. She, she can use magic. She has base levels in pretty much every, every base amount of magic. She has a little bit of magicka, but that's not her main, her main skill. She's, she has high levels in stamina. She has good levels in, um, armor, uh, mostly light armor. She can wear heavy armor. She gets a little bit of, of heavy armor, but if you give her light armor, she can get up to a hundred in, in light armor. She can sneak. She's very good at one-handed weapons, archery. She can train you in archery. She's okay with blocking. Her she even has a, a speech skill that goes up to 75. Um, she has a smithing skill. <laughs> she has a lock picking skill. Or uh, I'm sorry, a pickpocketing skill, which is odd. Like why that would is odd. why would an NPC need that? But her character actually has it built in. Um so she from a combat perspective, you give her a bow. You give her some light armor, you give her one-handed weapons, and even if you need to sneak in situations, she's solid. She's she's a very solid companion to have. She will yeah. even wear clothing if you set her up correctly. And I mean, this sounds funny. She'll wear clothing like she's naked all the time. She's not <laughs> naked all the time. Uh, but There's a mod for that, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, sure uh. there, I'm sure there is. <laughs> There's a whole side of the internet which is into that rather than just going to other websites where that you could just find that, yeah, which is Lorecast after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But um, but yeah, I, I think you can probably tell her to go pickpocket for you and she'll do it, right? But um, but yeah, you can actually force her to wear clothes. You have to redo this when you go into new situations because she'll default back to her armor. But if you, if you tell her to wear specific clothes, she will actually do it, which is interesting that that's kind of huh. built into the character. Um, so, yeah, she's she's an interesting character. And, and the more I've, I've learned about her for this episode, the more it makes me interested in the things that I haven't done. And I've played and I've mentioned this before. I used to stream Skyrim as my main game like six years ago when I was really doing the I'm going to do streaming and try to make it full time thing. I have played probably i don't know seven or eight hundred hours of skyrim and yet i never did romance <laughs> ayla the huntress yeah me Which, either i mean i my big thing is though um when i when i play i i definitely have several different playthroughs <clears throat> but i usually tend to play through kind of and have a save file once per system i don't constantly remake characters or whatever mm-hmm. i just play needlessly insane amounts of hours on this one character. So a lot of times I only take like a certain path. Um, and sometimes I'll obviously play the other side to see it, but it w- as with the marriage thing, since there isn't really a ton other than like an RP perspective that, I mean, they make you soup. You can start a store, stuff like that. 
from a gameplay perspective, that's really the majority of it. Um, and I tend to not like having companions with me. I know a lot of people love that, but they get in my way uh, as the running joke goes or always in the doorways or whatever, except when I'm in combat, I'm just like basically a blender of death. So having my own <laughs> companions near me is problematic because they tend to get decapitated as much as the enemies do. Uh-huh. So a lot of times I'm just like, I'll just spare you the trouble and not kill you unintentionally during this fight. So I kind of default to just marrying someone for the achievement. And then having, I love having your own personal store. Uh, Cause they, like you can give them money and they'll open up a shop and do their own thing, which I always thought was really cool. And they'll make you home cook meals, which was like, Oh, how thoughtful. Like that's, that's great. Um, <laughs> so you just turn into like this, like traditional family where you're like, you stay home, honey, you take care of the homestead, manage right. the it's home like, store, cook me some meals. I'll be, I'm I, going to work. I'll right. be back later. I just come back slathered in gore from my enemies. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Um, can you help me? I'm completely incompetent as to doing anything reasonable in my life. Like, right. Right. But, um, I've, I've just never picked Isolde. I usually just kind of grab a random target that, that pops the prompt because I do it just from a gameplay perspective uh, mm-hmm. of just getting it set up. And more often than not, that tends to be, I believe it's Isolde, the drug peddling one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she tends to be my, my default one, but like, um, I, I, you know, there's lots of options as far as I'm aware. So I feel like, you know, it was probably one of the more creative ones that you could have join and be useful type of thing, especially if you like a companion. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to go more just on my own. Like I, I tend to be kind of a loner. Um, yep. also in my playthroughs and anybody who was watching my, my stream last week will realize that, uh, I take I take my companions with me, and if I accidentally kill them in dungeons, mm-hmm. I usually just let them be dead, <laughs> and then I mourn their death, and then I go find another companion. Um, and that's Fair. just that's just how it goes. And so yeah, uh, Janessa died last week, and I had to go find a new oh, companion. Dear. So I found uh, I found a Nord in Riften who um, I think he's a Nord. He's a, he's a skinny guy. We, we he ended up just wearing whatever armor I extra armor I could give him, and so he could kind of look like Conan. So we just call him Baby Conan. Uh, <laughs> and he, and he's, he's kind of a loser, but he's the best I could find so far. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah. We've been following around. Uh, Momo in chat says, "So you could dress her up and take her um, as a date to the Thalmer Embassy." <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah. like the really good way of doing it. To be fair, that's kind of amusing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a fun idea. Um, so we've got some other things to go over here, but why don't we take a break and thank our patrons and then we'll come back and talk about some of the other late game stuff that can happen with Ayla, because I think this other stuff is really interesting too. So we'll be right back. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire and every one a sign. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. 
The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. All right, this is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons, and we've got a brand new patron to welcome. Red Branch, welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up, and thank you to all of our patrons who help support our show. There are 55 of you currently. Thank you for being here. And uh, as a reminder, if you are signed up as a tier three for stickers and a tier four who will be getting or higher who will be getting T-shirts, please double check and make sure that you one have an address in your Patreon account and two have picked out a T-shirt size because you should be getting t-shirts if you've been signed up for the last three months and if you are new at those tiers please still make sure that you have those things set so that you can get your t-shirts when they are ready to ship out because I, I don't want anybody sending me messages that are like hey I've been a patron for a while now and I've never got a t-shirt if you don't have that information in there then they obviously can't send you a t-shirt so please make sure that you go check that double check triple check that stuff because I want you to get your t-shirts I want you to enjoy these and I want you to send me pictures on the discord or on twitter and just you know shoot me pictures when these shirts show up because these are going out to you guys lotus and i will never get these shirts because they're only yeah. for our patrons and i'm super jealous so you better enjoy I'm, you better freaking enjoy the t-shirts <laughs> i'm very started. curious to see what they look like once they finally arrive to people oh my god i hope they look awesome and i also hope that when uh the next like elder scrolls online event happens or bethesda event happens and we can all go and enjoy it that you guys wear these shirts and i can see them in person because Man, I hope these are going to be awesome. So, um, but also thank you to everybody who signs up and helps with uh, supporting the show. This is a full-time job for me now and your support means the world and it helps make this dream be a reality. So it really does make this real for me. So thank you so very much. And if we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your drive to work, your workout, or getting through the holidays and dealing with Aunt Marge, because you know Aunt Marge is coming for Christmas dinner, and you're preparing for it. And in preparing for dealing with Aunt Marge, you know that you're going to have to talk about religion and politics. And that stresses you out, and sometimes you just got to chill out and listen to a podcast. So if this helps you deal with that, then please go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check out all the different tiers, because you can get ad-free episodes, or t-shirts, or join us on future episodes of the show. All sorts of fun stuff. So, uh... Thanks for, or thanks for your support. don't or, forget to suggest the show to Aunt Marge, apparently, so then you can actually have something to talk about over family dinner. So yes, say yes. multi-purposes. Yeah. Show Aunt Marge Skyrim <laughs> Anniversary Edition. Build her a character. Make her a kitty person because Aunt Marge loves cats. Make her a Khajiit <laughs> and show her the adventures of Skyrim. And maybe you guys can bond over that. This is a strangely specific request. <laughs> there you go. Aunt Marge is going to love her, her kitty, her kitty warrior hero. She's going to love it. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody who supports the show. You guys are awesome. And uh, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, I'm throwing around an idea. I put it up on Twitter of uh, and this is going to this is going to sound insane. Um, streaming a playthrough of Elder Scrolls Online where I try to get through all the quests as a naked, weaponless, uh, big fat Nord. <laughs> what do you, what do, you th do you think it's possible? I mean, are you going to be allowed to use CP as you collect them? Yes. yes. And I think you can probably do it. You, I don't think yes. it's going to be. Oof, I just can't equip weapons or armor. And yeah, then you can, you can definitely you can definitely do it. And I think I, I yeah. 
I think Sheogorth's Wheel of Doom might also be in play. Perfect. Like on my regular Love streams. That. So when people donate to the stream, they can still spin the Wheel of Doom. And I'm not going to like actually pay attention to any of the text. I'm going to try to just speed run through the quests as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> there are over 2,000 well, quests in the game. And I'm going to just try to just, I'm just going to go and just run from one quest to the next quest as fast as I possibly can and see how quickly I can get through them. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you'll pop an achievement uh, for completing a thousand of them, and that will mean you're not even halfway done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that came out, that was one of the base game ones, which was, well, uh -huh. literally a thousands of quests ago. So, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and Rob the Princess says it might be pretty easy, but it will get harder as you guys spin the wheel yes. of doom i i think you'll i i think you'll actually be able to make this work because i it, you won't have you, there is no monk build specifically there is no hand-to-hand -hand combat mm -mm. skill line mm -mm. um but you do if, if you've got options for your class abilities that'll that'll bail you out a decent amount it's not going to be as useful as having a, as a, have a, a right. weapon type right um, and i'll get no buffs from any items like, yeah, no extra you'll, stamina, you'll, no extra magic. There'll be no sets, obviously, no which sets. is also going to be quite a hindrance. But yeah, if you lean into the CP system along with um, so your class skills um, and maybe a couple of the guild lines, actually, you you can probably make this work. There's a few points in the uh, in the end that I'm trying to think. I was like, Ooh, I'm very curious how you're going to pull a couple of the boss fights off. They might be a <laughs> little complicated without any. Yeah, no weapon yeah. skills. I think I'll go Dragon Knight. OK, Dragon Knight's good. Um, yeah, you know what? I was going to suggest a class that I think would be helpful, uh, but instead I'm not going to say anything because yeah, I think it would be nope. funnier if it's I'm just, not helpful. I'm just going to go Dragon so, Knight. Just yep, Dragon so Knight. Dragon Knight. All right, got it. it. No, I'm not going anything like overly magical. No, I'm not going Sorcerer. I'm not going Necro. I'm just going Dragon Knight. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we got to get back to the rest of the show. But uh, thanks, everybody, for helping support the show and dealing with our ridiculousness. Here we go. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Chef, you just got your first shirt from the Patreon right. today. That's so, awesome. We want to see so pictures. confirmation they're arriving. Confirmation. <laughs> That's why you got to put your addresses in and put your uh, your sizes in. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get back to talking about Ayla. So um, another fun thing about Ayla the Huntress, and we were talking about the whole werewolf thing. So, you know, Lotus, you know how at the uh, the end of the werewolf whole companions questline thing, you can choose to go back to being human. Yes. There is one way to go back to being a werewolf, which is crazy because you wouldn't think that her scene would want to bring you back into the fold once you reject. <laughs> once you reject. Actually, never him. mind. Wait, maybe. Mm, no. Yes. <laughs> right. your, relig right. your religion is a joke to me here. See, her scene just flounder back and forth a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I reject you. I think that you're a joke. I'm going to go commit myself to some other Daedric power or something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Molek bulgs more my flavor. No. Uh, but no, you can, you can, and it's through Ayla the Huntress. You can approach her and say, mm, yeah, I want back in. And then she looks at you and is basically like, huh, you do, huh? <laughs> well, all right, I'll give you one let one more chance. Let's see. Let's see if I can convince her scene. And, and basically you can get your powers back, but only that one time. 
Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you get one, one werewolf mulligan. <laughs> Whereas with, um, what do you call it? With, with vampire, you can just jump in and out as much as you see fit. It's definitely a little more of a commitment to be a werewolf in Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is, it is more of a commitment and I've done, yeah. I've definitely done the vampire stuff. For some reason, the vampire stuff was like more palatable to me than the werewolf. Yeah. Without going into it, I, the vampire Lord is neat, but the vampire Lord actually bugs me quite a bit outside. It's, it's powers I think are neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I would given a choice of being a vampire Lord or a werewolf though, I would actually choose a werewolf. Um, in Skyrim, at least specifically for the sole reason of going through caves and stuff like that, your giant vampire wings get stuck on the door frames. Cause you're so huge and you're always levitating and it's yeah. just, I, I would get stuck all the time and I would become very annoyed. <laughs> so I never, never really wanted to transform into a vampire like Lord and being a vampire itself, it's just like, cool, I'm gently sizzling in the sun. This is not really doing it for me. Right, right. Yeah, you're turning into bacon. Vampire bacon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> vampire Absolutely. bacon. Mm, vampire bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, Villain Behind the Glasses just signed up on the Patreon. So thank you for your support, Villain Behind Glasses. This is awesome. We re- rarely get people who sign up during the live show, but thank you so much for your <laughs> for your support. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that, that happens. Uh, also... Um, she's one of the people that you turn in the, um, the, uh, totems of her scene to the, yep. the quest. So she's also involved with that. So a lot of the stuff going on with the companions, she's the person you have to talk to for it. Yeah. She's kind of, uh, honestly, she becomes kind of like the quest figurehead for the companions. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, that works. I was going to say, sometimes you get a good connection to a good quest giver. So that's. I don't know. I, th- I feel like she makes a solid standout for the companions. If, if you like them, they're, they're controversial compared to the uh, fighters guild in general, but this is Skyrim's fighters guild, so to speak. So I don't know. I, I, I definitely, I, I like it. I like it. I think she's a good quest giver as well. Just domineering enough that it's like, all right, no, you seem like you, you should be uh, doling out some quests to us and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, uh, strong-willed bossy ladies <laughs> i think there's something about them especially in games like i feel like, like this might be going in another weird direction no, again. <laughs> well i'm not, I'm not going that far but but like like i you know strong women in games like no you i you know I totally in, like yeah. as as characters I, I i think that's actually a really cool thing and and i find that to be like you know like yeah strong ladies like mm. well that's why as much as like Lydia is a meme. There's a reason also, yes, she's easy to get, but Lydia is also really useful. It's same, same tactic. It's like, Oh, you're not some damsel in distress, distress. You're a shield maiden next to me, beating the crap out of people. Like, yeah, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Like bring it on. Let's do this. So it's Ayla's very similar type of deal. As far as I'm concerned, I, I, I see the similarities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that's so interesting about Ayla is that she can be recruited into the blades. So this is another later in the game thing, um, which is 
really interesting because it takes her out of the whole companions thing and into another faction. Um, and I don't know everything about every companion that you have in the game, but this to me is, is rare. Can you think of any other character that you come across in the game that you actually take from one faction and move them into another? Is this, uh, is this like a, an only time this happens kind of thing? I'm not, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, yeah, through the characters that I, I know don't know of. if chat can think of anybody that we can't, but nothing is coming to mind for me personally. Like I, not that I know of. Yeah. This, uh, like this is really cool. So she, yeah, she can be recruited neat. into the blades. Um, she wears the ancient Nordic armor, which the only other things in the game that wear ancient Nordic armor are Draugr, but once she's recruited into the Blades, she switches her armor to Blades armor. So she actually makes that change, unless you've, of course, equipped her with other armor because she's your companion. But, sure. But yeah, um, that's like a completely different change for her. Hmm. Um, Rob the Princess says, I think you can do the same with Farkas and Vilkas too. I, I haven't okay. looked into that. I, um, I be curious to look into that as well. That that could be interesting. It seems like it's more of a just a like kind of like a companions thing. Then like there, there's there's some openness. Well, there's guaranteed openness and maybe the potential from a couple other companion members. But we can at least confirm with Dela that it's the case. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm let me pull it up right here. See if that's is, this is something that. Uh, yes, Farkas can be recruited into the blades as well. Cool. Um. Yeah, so it looks like there's some of these characters, specifically these, um, uh, yeah, Vilkis, yep, yep, so these three, which are, which are all companions. I've never tried to do anything like that with anybody, so I guess, like, that never really crossed my mind that that would be an option. That I kind of think maybe I, I might mess with that this playthrough. Um, my character hasn't yeah. married anyone yet. Period. Maybe I should do that as well, since it's something I haven't tried. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it seems like such a rarity because you have to be far enough into the game that it it opens up, right? You have to be sure. through the main quest line enough in order for this to happen. So you have to. It's after you escort Delphine and Esper into Skyhaven Temple. So if you haven't done that, then you don't get that option. Um, sure. So you have to like be like so if you if you do this part of the game you get through the companion stuff but then you just mainline the quest and just play through all of it then you might not even realize that that was an option right which i think has kind of sort of been the situation that i've most likely well although she's never really been my companion anyway so i guess i wouldn't have that that's the right. thing these games are so open-ended you still end up finding different things like i did not no, that was an option. That's actually really cool. Right. Or if you mainline this main story and then decide, oh, I'm just going to go off and do all these other things and then finish the companion stuff later, then again, you may not have noticed that that was an option. Like, it just depends right. on the order of operations. And and that's part of why Skyrim is so interesting is that depending on the order you do certain things in, you may not have realized that certain things were possible. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So Rob, Rob the Princess says none of the other major guild uh, characters will become followers besides a few Dawnguard members, but he doesn't think that those will become Blades members. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So um, 
yeah, she's worth she's worth checking out as a character, as as a companion, and as marriage material if you're into her. Uh, but of course, you have to finish the main quest line for the companions in order to get to that point. So, and I think right. that's just one of the reasons why I, I never really considered her as as a main option. Yeah, and also probably don't you know talk about how crappy and smelly werewolves are. She's probably not gonna like that either. <laughs> a crappy and smelly werewolf. <laughs> then you have to stay as a werewolf because if you don't, then that's you know it just wasn't a thing for me. So. Right. <laughs> yeah well there you go um but that's ayla the huntress and yeah uh we've still got the game awards up in the background so why don't we i think what we'll do is we'll wrap up this episode lotus you want to yeah. just hang out and watch the that, game awards and we'll just see if uh anything comes up or, or are you just you're gonna head out sure no I'm, I'm down to just hang out that's fine by me Cool. All right. So tell you what, we're going to wrap up this episode. Everybody, thank you for hanging out for this one. We'll be back next week with another one of the main characters worth talking about in Skyrim. Um, do you have anything going on, Lotus, that you want to share before we wrap up the episode? Um, no, I was going to say I not nothing too exciting for me. Just ideally we'll be recording tales again this weekend. And um, oh, actually, you know what? Just shout out to my friends who I I very much appreciate the appreciated the invite last year um and they're doing it again this year this is going to sound weird but seats are technically limited although i do know it is open if you uh, are interested in it there is a recreation uh this there there is a guild i want to actually be able to just shout them out by name um their, their tag is 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 duck, um, which is super nondescript, I know. <laughs> but um, they're a community member, and for quite a while now, um, and I got to join them last year. I believe the guild itself is called Vanquish. Yes, okay. So it's uh, it's presented by the guild Vanquish, and they do an in-game creation of a Christmas Carol in the Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the coolest things I can possibly say. I'll be uh, provided they don't mind if I do it again this year. I, I was able to give some last year when uh, Ostrom Tales, so Pixie, Ark, and I actually joined. But they actually, with the housing system, build an amphitheater <laughs> and have full, complete set changes and do the entirety of A Christmas Carol in Elder Scrolls Online. Um, and it is one of the most creative things that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really well written and acted. And um, I know a lot of the devs are going this year. I, I, I've been invited to do it. So I'll, I'll post pictures of it because I, I was just checking the availability. I know it's open um, and it's, it's quote unquote sold out. It's free, but you can only have so many people in an instance. So that's why it has to be limited. Um, but yeah, so, so if, if you haven't heard of the vanquish guild and, and, and duck is my, you know, invite to it, uh, really creative thing. And I will try to post pictures for everybody. Cause I cannot recommend it enough. If you are interested in creative stuff like that, check out the housing to this game. Like I can't say enough great things about if you're creative, what you can do, or you can make a dumpster house like mine, but (laughs) people do real nice stuff too. So (laughs) nice. Yeah. Go check that out. So when is that? That, uh, so it started, I believe last weekend, it's going all the way to the 18th. Yes. Oh, actually. Yeah. I was going to say it's uh, so 
Wow. Yeah. All of the shows are basically sold out. Uh, wow. <laughs> there's wow. like four seats on December 18th remaining. So shoot me a message. If that specific date at 10 PM works for you, it seems like those are literally the only spots left. All of their shows seem like they're, they're booked up at this point. I'll be seeing it this weekend. Um, so I'm very excited for that, but yeah, like I said, I know since it is limited or whatever, I do kind of like shouting them out because they do such an amazing job with it. I'm going to see what I can do about getting photos and stuff like that so that I can share it with people because it's a very impressive effort. And I love when the community does really, really creative stuff like that. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't make the, uh, uh, the show this last weekend. Um, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it either. The Tales show where you guys oh, talk yeah. about the lore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I was going to say, well, it was kind of like a, <laughs> the thing about getting guests for each of the shows is it is like herding cats <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because trying to align several people's timelines in real life plus time zones because uh i mean shout out to last week's episode where Arimetheus joined uh joined me from uh written and uncertainty another robots radio network mm-hmm. uh podcast and uh yeah we had a great chat but again being on two sides of the pond is tricky to begin with as when he joined us here, I remember I literally got home from work 10 minutes before we recorded. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, it's tricky, but you know, I'm glad that he was finally able to join us for, for the show. It was a great chat. So awesome. Awesome. hopefully this week, barring catastrophe, we'll be having a benefactor, a TES benefactor from the Imperial library to kind of give them some recognition as oh, cool. they're, the Imperial Library is also super, super important, uh, but it's kind of less publicly talked about than the UESP. Mm-hmm. But the amount of information there is staggering. So, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, cool stuff. Um, so I, I wanted to shout out the uh, Fallout for Hope. Um, oh, my God. So good. Drive that's happening right now. I have a link for um, for it right here. I'm going to share it in, in chat. Uh, this is this is my part of it. I haven't done a lot of live streaming this week. I've been busy with some other things um, I should have put it up on the the screen tonight for the for the stream I just haven't had time to set it up, but there is a link right there um, I have a personal goal. I'm gonna be this is gonna be going through the 19th So today's only the night 10 more days. I haven't even begun Raising for my stuff because I haven't been doing a whole lot of live streaming, but if you guys would like to donate these uh, Donations go to st. Jude's Children's Hospital uh, last time I checked it was already over $70,000 raised Amazing um, work over amazing there amazing stuff. I was so many people involved that are so great, too Yeah, lots of people are raising money for this uh, people who stream fallout and do content creation obviously we do Elder Scrolls on this show, but it, you know, I do a show about Fallout. We it's all we're all we're all siblings doing shows I mean, about it's, similar it's stuff. It's the weird Bethesda hybrid. I may or may not yeah. be wearing a new California Republic hat right now. Right, right. We're so. all we're all friends and family. <laughs> um, so if you guys would like to donate and you want to help me with my my portion, I have a goal. I'm going to try and hit five hundred dollars. Let's see if our part of the community can hit that much. Um, I will be doing a donation from Robots Radio for this as well, from all of us as, as the podcasts. Um, but if we can hit that goal, that would be amazing. I also have some milestones for some of my streams, which will be happening this week and next week. Um, now that I'm kind of through a lot of the stuff I need to get done, done this week, I'll be getting back to that. And some of the goals include, you know, craziness like uh, wearing my Skyrim helmet on stream. And if we hit the $500 goal, then of course I will have to wear my sexy Santa 
Santa suit. <laughs> so that's oh. <laughs> that's that's gonna happen if we get to the goal. So there you go. Uh, so <laughs> we'd love we'd love your support, and of course, this money goes to helping children in need. Uh, yes, life saving cause, life saving surgery and and medicine and all that kind of stuff. So it's an amazing cause. Um, but that's what's going on with that, and of course, there's all the different shows over on robotsradio.net. The website's getting a facelift so that should be updated very soon, hopefully by the end of the year, and all the other stuff that's going on. Of course, you guys know where to find all those those other things. But um, that's it for this week. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We're going to. Uh, do the end of the show sounds and then we will be uh, switching over to just hang out with you guys and watch the rest of the game awards and hopefully a big Bethesda announcement usually at the end of this uh, at the end of the game awards show so all right here we go thanks everybody we'll see you later stay safe in in Tamriel and uh, try not to pet any werewolves they don't like it no (laughs) they smell and they smell (laughs) smell funny all right we'll see you guys later Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D and D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Hell's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Hello, gentle listener. Every Friday, be sure to tune in. What the hell are you doing, Ampersand? (laughs) Hi, Charlie. I'm sorry I broke in. I thought I was the only one to talk to myself. Well, I'm letting everyone know about the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. It's a 5e live play podcast. Join us every week. Where do we find it, yo, crusty coot? Uh, anywhere you can get all your podcasts. Woo-hoo! You'll find it every Friday, you stupid cat! <laughs> Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.